you know, when you're on the internet, it feels <laughs> a little made up. It feels a little bit like, are we just sort of playing at this? You know, is, yeah. is this all in my head? You know, if I turn this all off tomorrow, would it all just evaporate? But like being here, it's like, no, it was all real. <laughs> world of store-bought items and a world that seems to never slow down, we make with our hands and tools. Here at Wool and Spinning Radio, we take a moment to breathe, to chat, to reflect. As the world continues in a whirlwind around us, we sit quietly at our spinning wheels with our knitting needles or on our looms. The gentle motion of twisting a spindle, watching it dropping slowly to the ground, or the click-clack of needles tapping against each other as we turn a heel, brings solace and comfort. We make with our hands because we love the process and value our handmade items. While they are never perfect, our yarns might be gently thick and thin or just plain over twisted. In this place, we discuss what it means to be a maker, to use our hands. Join us as I chat with others in our community about these ideas, challenges, and rewards. Thank you for your time spent here in this place. You are always welcome. Welcome to Woolen Spinning Radio. This is Rachel as always and I'm actually being joined today by Rebecca. So many of you in the community know that Rebecca has been staying with me and was here for Fibers West. Um, so we're sort of recording this in the middle of April. You guys will hear, or sorry, in the middle of March and you guys will hear this at the beginning of April. And um, as many of you know in the Woolen Spinning community who follow along um, closely with the podcast episodes, um, that Fibers West was cancelled due to COVID-19. So we thought we would spend some time chatting about the trip and chatting about sort of how our plans changed and some of the really uh, positive things that came out of it um, and sort of looking to the future and moving forward. So do you want to say hi, Rebecca? Sure. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we're sitting in my living room and we're just recording. You're going to hear some wheel noise in the background, some knitting needle noise. The kids are running in inside and outside. We have a beautiful day today outside. It's cold. Um, I think it's only like 10 degrees, but it's um, just absolute blue skies, sunny, lots of sun. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. So do you want to tell them a little bit about maybe like just start at the beginning of how this trip kind of all came to be and sure. <laughs> the fact that we started yeah. planning it three, three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know, I, the seeds probably first played in my mind when you, I don't, I, it was a long time ago, obviously, but you said something like, oh, this community is so great. I know that if any of you were in town, you could just crash on my couch. And I said, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Careful what you say. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, I guess, uh, after th uh, three summers ago, mm -hmm. uh, I had gone on a solo trip, um, that went really well without, and we just, my husband and I live in a very isolated place in, in Nunavut, which is a fly out, uh, Rankin Inlet, Nunavut, which is a fly in, fly out community. And we usually only get out once a year and we were starting to feel like, you know, maybe in addition to that, we should have a solo trip. We should each get out uh, an additional time just for our own sanity. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Jared said, okay, let's do it. And, and I said, well, I really want to go to Vancouver and, and meet all my new spinning friends. <laughs> and that was three years ago. Yeah. Um, and we started talking about it, started planning it. And Rachel said, well, how about for Fibers West? Because it was, it's at a good time of the year for just the, the flow of what our family does every year. And also by, by March, we're really done with winter and we have another couple months of it. So it's a really good time to get out. Um, so we, ha- we were starting to talk about it and then that summer I got pregnant with our third. So that meant that I was due right around when Fibers West was going to be. So, uh, that was off the table. Um, although, uh, Rachel and Jess and, uh, all them very kindly, very sweetly, uh, Skyped with me from Fibers West that next spring, which was very <laughs> sweet. That meant a lot. And, um, yeah, so then... By, by the last summer, I guess, we were starting to think, okay, it's time to start thinking about this again. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it happened. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. And then <laughs> our, our plans came to fruition. <laughs> at least the getting here part came to fruition. Yes, the getting here worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I picked you up at the airport on Wednesday evening. Tu- Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's right, because we recorded the podcast on Wednesday. And I will link to that episode in the show notes for those, um, just in case you missed it. And I will link to that episode with Rebecca um, on the in the show notes that are associated with this uh, podcast episode of Woolen Spinning Radio. So I'll link that to, um, I think it was episode 142. I couldn't tell you. That one will go down in the uh, archives, I'm, I'm sure. And... Um, and then on Thursday, we had an opportunity to head into Vancouver and hang out at Granville Island for a couple of hours. And I took her to, for those who are who are local, you'll know some of the places that I'm mentioning. But I uh, we um, I took her down to Granville Island and we went to Maiwa. So you had never been to Maiwa before. I have never been to Vancouver before. Yeah. I haven't seen any of this stuff. But yeah, that was, <laughs> Maiwa was very cool, very inspiring. Yeah, and I think Maiwa is one of those places that there are a lot of people in other parts of Canada who know about Maiwa because okay. you can get um, a lot of uh, dye stuffs from them. Sure. And people have wholesale accounts with them and, and order um, a lot of their a lot of their, their dyes. And Maiwa does do all, all dyes, but their real specialty and their real like creme de la creme is their natural dyes. And they mm-hmm. offer these symposiums in the fall and the spring. And a lot of the demand is around like people wanting the three-day, I think it's four-day actually, natural dye workshop that's actually with the owner and her daughter, Sophina. So Charlotte and Sophina put on that workshop and it's the one that always has a waiting list and I would love to take it. A couple of people in our guild have taken it. It's just, oh, it would just be amazing. So we did that and, and our friend Greta came up um from Richmond and met us and spent some time with her little guy Carlos who's one and a half one and a half that's right um because he's a little bit younger than Diana yeah, right he's about six months younger than yeah and then Diane uh and then um Greta invited us up to Kitsilano which is another neighborhood in uh, Vancouver to her family's uh, tea shop mm-hmm. which was amazing it's really special yeah you want to talk about that a little bit or oh yeah um <laughs> the tea was amazing the tea was amazing uh it was 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've had some fancy tea, but that was that was pretty epic. <laughs> it's like a cut um, above. Yeah, and her her husband Pedro took really Pedro. good care of us and had matcha for the first time. Yeah, and... that was so cool. Yeah. I'd never had it either. Mm. So good. Yeah, the well, I guess I can't say the name of the other that one tea that we had. Yeah. The profanity it's included. Profanity, yeah. Duck poo. I'll <laughs> yeah. Call it that. I, I didn't read why it was called that, but anyway, I think it's the it was translation. It wasn't, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it was better than it sounds. Yeah. It was really good. And uh, and the workhorse yeah. was it workhorse? Yeah, that was that workhorse. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the matcha. Mm. You know, it had that really fresh kind of grassy taste, and she made it right there and mixed it and made the slurry and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really, really cool. Yeah. Very authentic. She clearly does. The, the, the woman that they employ there. Yeah, Nor- the real deal. Norika. Norika. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's such a sweetheart. So we hung out there for a number of hours mm-hmm. and um, sort of drank tea and all of us pulled out our knitting and Pedro took Carlos to go and play and so that the three of us could really visit. Which is really lovely because I've actually never had that opportunity to do that with Greta before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greta is um, on the Slack channel. She's at at Back to Basics. So those of you who are active on the Slack channel, you guys will know exactly who I'm talking about because she's very active in our community and has been since almost the beginning, actually. Um, well, I think actually she has been since the beginning. Anyways, just a really wonderful afternoon, a wonderful way to spend the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we headed out to UBC um, uh, to show uh, Rebecca the um, the campus of, of the University of, the, of British Columbia. And because um, she has some people that she knows that have attended there um, because of Regent College. And then we uh, headed home. Mm-hmm. We were going to do Stanley Park and we we're going to go over the Lionsgate Bridge, which doesn't mean anything to people who aren't local, but... Um, some of those landmarks are just really amazing Vancouver landmarks, but we kind of ran out of time and it was getting late by then and mm-hmm. it's a yeah. lot of driving. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was that was all on Wednesday? Yeah. No, Thursday. Oh, that was Thursday. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of our, our last sort of carefree day, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean I was I was fading. I was getting pretty sick. Not not like just just a cold kind of a yeah travel cold because um, I hadn't been sleeping very well yet so and I was still getting that sorted out so I was kind of fading and thinking like okay Fibers West starts tomorrow how am I going to get through two more really intense days yeah we were both kind of like bracing ourselves and then mm-hmm. Thursday night we got the phone call did, did was it actually a phone call well, Katrina and I talked on the phone, mm-hmm. but they made the right. announcement on Instagram and Katrina had emailed me or texted me because she was at the show setting up. And um, I, of course, immediately. Oh, actually, what happened was Mike called me. That That's what I meant by getting the phone call. Mike actually called me on his way home from work and said that... Um, um, the Minister of Health had announced that all events over 250 people needed to be cancelled and um, 
so he was calling me to find out what they were going to do about Fibers West. And I was literally in the middle of a writing an email to um, the event organizers, who are friends of mine, to ask them what their plan was so that we could start making plans for, for, for Friday if we had to pivot and, and um, uh, do something different. Because, of course, the kids were still in school. Our spring break hadn't started here yet. And as I was writing the email and was in my, my Gmail inbox, um, the email came through from them saying that it would be postponed and that they would they would be in touch. Um, and that was kind of the end of it. And then a moment later, I got a text from Katrina and uh, Instagram blew up. <laughs> the hashtag Fibers West 2020 went crazy. And um, the rest has kind of been history in terms of like, what's happened since then yeah yeah so because you're sort of you came here for this event and you came here to sort of do that and it's been several years of of planning um like what's that experience been like for you well you know like i've been saying fibers west was always kind of an excuse for me to, to kind of come down and meet everybody and um spend time really looking at getting a chance to see in person the work that I've been watching, you know, my internet friends do from afar, you know, <laughs> kind of making it, making it real, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, the loss of Fibers West was not in itself, like, heartrending or anything. Um, I think the hardest thing about it was that it all of our plans in the air and just in general because of everything that's going on the anxiety and the unknowns you know I think it's hard for everybody mm -hmm. and um, yeah so I'm not at all really mourning the loss of Fibers West for myself it's more just really feeling for the vendors for Katrina and, and yeah. everybody else you know who you know we're I'm I'm here to see them and see their work and and unfortunately they're not at their best and and i feel really bad but they're mm -hmm. they've been so accommodating and so willing to mm -hmm. like let me kind of visit anyway and um yeah. Yeah, that's, so i i how would i put this It kind of brings you closer to somebody when, you know, you meet and you're thrown into a difficult situation together. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's one of many silver linings for me. It's like I get to yeah. kind of be there with my friends when they're going through this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so... And I think part of it, too, is everybody who um, is involved has other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like this has sort of happened in the wake of people coping with other things right which i think almost augments some maybe some of that feeling of that it's nice to be together and to still offer support to one another yeah yeah i think that's been it's been a blessing mm -hmm. yeah it's been a grace mm -hmm. grace in trying times mm-hmm yeah, so 
Friday. What did we actually do on Friday? So, so I, I had called um, Lynn Anderson of West Coast Color to see if her and her partner um, husband, Chris, were going to be sticking around locally because they live up in Tappan, British Columbia in the Okanagan. And I messaged her directly on Instagram and she got back to me immediately and said that she would be hanging out at our friend Anne's house and Anne and I are friends through our guild membership and that she was going to be having a pop-up at Anne's house. So she said that she was going to be having a pop-up at Anne's, Anne's house and that these were the times that she would be hosting everyone and just to come by whenever. And um, so Rebecca and I talked about it and we decided to do that because um, we were going to go over and see Katrina as well. But um, it worked out actually even better to see Katrina yesterday on Saturday. But it was sort of this complete and total overhaul of mm -hmm. <laughs> plans. Um, and I, I have to admit, I was really bummed not to see Sarah of Sarah Elizabeth Fiberworks. She's one of my favorite people to be able to see at the shows because I usually only see her twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, so that I have to admit that was a huge disappointment for me. Although, because I was going to be lecturing on Friday for an hour and then teaching all day Saturday, I wasn't actually going to be able to do the amount of visiting that I normally would have an opportunity to do. But in some ways... It, our visiting kind of just pivoted instead, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping to meet Sarah Elizabeth as well. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there's other people I would have met. Um, but I, the visiting that we've gotten to do has been much more relaxed, much quieter. Um, yeah, it's been more of just the being together mm -hmm. that is really kind of, I don't, I don't know how to put it, my words are not going very well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not wording very well right now, um, but yeah, it's been more of that kind of just being together that you do when you're friends, and yeah. that's been really cool for me, yeah. just be, yeah, so that was lovely to go out to Anne's, that was really funny because Anne and I got chatting and realized that we knew each other from Ravelry because she admined the Team Canada um, group, the, the Ravelry group during the last Ravelinic Games when I was very active. Uh, so that was really cool. She's <laughs> like, I think I know you. I was like, really? <laughs> it was really funny. She's such a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. It's really cool to meet Lynn and see all her amazing colors and um, all the really beautiful colors she's putting on yarn right now as well. Just yeah, um, very earthy, very mm, just some really nice squishy yarn. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when she um, eventually releases her homespun. Mm -hmm. line because her her big line of um, her yarns that she does that are her sheep is um, homegrown and that's sort of the yarn that she 
if you look at her Instagram page, Homegrown is sort of on her Instagram page. It's quite, quite present. And it's just amazing yarn. Um, and Homespun is the Alberta Rambouillet. Um, and that's the yarn that I had sort of not test knit for her, but sort of um, did a, a living sample of for, um, for her it, it, that I knit my throwback in. And I haven't published the big blog post that goes with that sweater yet because she hasn't sort of officially released the yarn, although it is available for, for purchase. But now she's actually put color on that yarn. Mm -hmm. So when I worked with it, um, we had done a joint uh, sort of make-along where I had um, asked Katrina to dye it instead with Lynn's consent and, and, and blessing. And then uh, I had knit up the, the throwback. So it was really cool to see Lynn's twist because her and Katrina have a different aesthetic mm -hmm. um, and putting her colors on it and to see that yarn really come to life. Yeah. Which is really, really fantastic. And, you know, of course, Lynn's feeling, you know, when she's talking and she's just so grateful that everybody had come and, you know, feeling obviously a bit emotional herself and... Her husband had had to head home because, of course, they have livestock. They've got animals, dogs and sheep. And I, I think they have a llama. I'm not sure. And, um, you know, so feeling a bit a bit emotional about everything, of course. But everybody was really positive overall. Like, it felt oh, yeah. really positive. I, I felt that she was very up, upbeat. I, I thought she was absolutely very very positive very cheerful um trying to make the best of a of mm -hmm. a challenging situation yeah yeah but um yeah her palette on those yarns and on her fiber is a really neat very uh i want to say earthy but that rustic that, yeah yeah i mean i really i really love those colors those are the colors yeah. i wear all the time yeah Love that. Yeah. You and I have had like matching palettes the whole time. I guess so. <laughs> we have very similar. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. What my sister-in-law calls dirt stick and leaf colors. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Those are my favorite colors. Yeah, and I guess over those couple of days we got to do just some sitting and spinning. Mm -hmm. I guess after you bought the Falkland that you're spinning right now, that was yeah. after that, we were just <laughs> sort of like, okay, we're going to spin now. Yeah, I planted myself on the couch and I'm like, I'm not moving till this is done. Because mm -hmm. we just desperately needed to just sit yes. and not just perseverate and worry and yeah. be traumatized by everything. Absolutely. And spinning was very, there. you know, this is a perfect example of how restorative... <laughs> When's making is in trying time. It's just like it's so true. Okay. It's just good. It's so true. And I think um because I had bought this on a bit of a whim because I saw it on the counter and it's one of my favorite colors, but it's quite a bit brighter than I normally work. It's two hundred and twenty grams of um two twenty, right? Yeah, two twenty of uh Falkland and she had been Lynn had been dyeing up some colors that had sort of reminded her of the 2020 Pantone color, which is sort of not her, it's not the way that she normally works. And so she jokingly started calling it her COVID-19 color. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, but one of, one of them, they were all, all of them were sort of very, um, 
the Pacific Blue Pantone color for this year, but then there was this one that was part of the batch, but that had come out a little bit differently. That was a little bit more tealy and a little bit more turquoise. And I saw it sitting there and it, it's all that she has is this, this 200 um, grams. And on a complete and utter whim, I grabbed it and bought it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of started, we came home and I just started spinning. Yeah, I was, I'm not really between projects. And uh, <laughs> just enjoy it, just really enjoy it. Cause it's a, it was a beautiful little bat with uh, yellows and oranges and some sparkle and some silk and a little bit of burgundy. And while all this was going down on Friday, while we were processing all of the, all of our sad and finding out everything that was going on, my sister-in-law had a baby. Which is wonderful. Yes, she had her baby, and that was so cool. Mm -hmm. um, and there, when they got married, they their flower was sunflowers. They had lots and lots oh. of sunflowers at their wedding, so that was why I realized, oh, I need to knit this into a hat for their baby. Absolutely. So, so this will become a, a sweet memory to to share with them. So that fiber club was January of 2017 so it wasn't November oh, I thought it was okay. November 2016 but it was January 2017 and I had called it Sailor's Delight because it looks like you know Red Sky at Red Sky at Dawn mm -hmm. yeah that's it there so that's yeah. actually the very month that I found your blog oh that, yeah. that makes sense yeah, then I found oh that's so fun that yeah. you got to you got to spin that fiber. Circle, no I way. I recognized it. There you go. I remember because that was right around when I was wishing I could join a fiber club, but it didn't make any sense. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I missed that boat. But yeah, so, you were already in a Calouette by then, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been in there. I've been there for a year and a half. Yeah. But that was right when I was starting to spin again. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty seriously, and that was why I was. Googling, I was Googling how to find a sweater, how to, how to knit a sweater, or how to spin for a sweater. <laughs> how to spin for a sweater. How to spin for a sweater because I was really wanting to spin for a sweater and felt like I wanted some hand holding. Yeah, well was, that's a big undertaking. Yeah, and so it was through that, um, that hand spinning uh, newsletter. Oh, no way! Yeah, that you had just knit this brown pullover. Mm-hmm. The and lemon grass? picture, and, it was, and so I clicked over there and started reading, and I was like, wow, oh, I think we'll be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. Because hmm. so that would have been my lemongrass sweater. Yeah. Wow. Was that, a, a, that wasn't too long after you'd started your Patreon, right? So Patreon started in, I pushed publish. On June 20th, 2016. Okay, so you've been yeah. doing it for a little bit. Yeah, so I, it was a huge leap of faith to start Patreon. So I had been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I had built my page and everything was up to that point un, unpublished. And I come up with all of the initial tiers, which did, for those who've been around since the beginning, it the, the tiers did change almost right away so after the first um, couple of months and um, I 
remember sitting there in the morning. I think it was a Saturday morning, but it might have been a Sunday. And the only reason why that matters is because I know that it was on a weekend. And I sat there and sat there and sat there and sat there. And I just couldn't bring myself to push publish because I just, the thought of putting myself out there to that extent just felt so humongous. And of course, I wasn't really sure where it was going to take me, which is sort of part of the fear a little bit. And um, we were actually in the process of packing up the car because we were going to be heading up to Whistler for the day. And um, right as we walked out the door, I hit publish. And I just thought, we're stuck in the car for almost three hours. I can't check it and come what may <laughs> and maybe nobody will pledge and nobody will be interested and that'll be the end of it and um, by the time we got to Whistler the fiber club was full <laughs> and I think I had limited it to like five people or eight people or something like it was just a few people and I had gotten this lovely message um, from somebody uh, who is still a patron today, saying that she was so relieved to finally be able to support me with more than just likes and shares and Aww. word of mouth. She wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, that's... Yeah. and I just yeah. thought, okay. And I took a deep breath after we got up to the condo where my brother and sister-in-law were staying. They were staying in a like an Airbnb kind of a place. It was really nice sort of ski in ski out place but it was june so they were up there like in the off season so it was really quiet and we walked around the village all day and i did check it a couple of times while we were there just because um it was actually probably a little bit irresponsible to start something when i wasn't so right there because i had a few people reaching out asking asking questions um but i just felt like actually what what i felt was that it was probably going to change the course of my life for at least the next few years. And the thought of that just was a bit overwhelming. <laughs> mm. So it was nice to have the distraction. Mm. So that's actually how I remember the day. Mm. Um, you know, some of the other stuff gets a bit blurry, like when we started Thoughtful Spinner, because that was for the book, and that was that summer as well. And oh, wow. Um, we didn't start Thoughtful Spinner until like the fall because that shows going back through them the other day to figure out dates for the lecture that I was giving on Friday that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, these things that happen that, that, uh, in the moment you sort of feel like they're big, but you're not really sure how you're not really sure how yeah. it's going to impact you long term. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah, and we're still spinning. Amazing. Like, you know, it's in a lot of ways, like, a lot, not a lot's changed. And then in other ways, like, everything's changed. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be here. Totally. Yeah. 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 The community that sprang out of that impacted a lot of us. Holy smokes. I never in a million years thought that that is what would come out of that decision like the 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 how active people are on slack and I know I get messages sometimes from people 
in the community who are who say you know that they find the slack channel really overwhelming because it is so active and so busy and i would just say to people um you know if if you're sort of one of those people that feels that way you know don't be afraid to um um just sort of ignore some of the chatter and whatnot and just post post the the questions and the thoughts and the stuff that you need to talk about because um people will respond and they will they will support you and for those who either don't have the time or the resources to sort of keep up with the general chatter that goes on in slack you know you can kind of consume as much or as little of that as you mm -hmm. want and i know like for many of us not me because of course i'm kind of at the helm but for a lot of other people part of the reason why they keep up with what's going on in there is because they sort of tune out the rest um you know, and it, it becomes more manageable, I think, the more you're in there mm. um, without without sort of spending too, too much time. Does that well, make it's sense? Like, it's like walking into a room where people are already talking. You yeah. know, it's not like you could go back and review what's already been talked about. You just sort of jump yeah. in and say, hey, here I am. Here's what I want to talk about. Exactly. And if, and I, I would say that if, for some reason your question did get lost in the shuffle because sometimes sometimes just they the, do that's just the way that the sometimes it just happens and it's always by accident yes you know, always just, please ask again mm -hmm. you know Absolutely. i always feel bad when i like i'm just scrolling back trying to catch up and i see somebody who got missed i'm like oh shoot and yeah. i try i do try and jump in and respond to that but i am not on there a ton anymore right now which is funny because you're still you're not on there a ton and yet you're still very active on there mm -hmm. yeah well I mean there's different kinds of active right it's yeah. like I I feel like I've developed those relationships there so I don't need to be on it all the time because when I jump in I, I know that I know folks and I know what I can say and I yeah and other people who have who are posting more it's like well they're kind of it's like I say it's like being in a room they're over at the they're over at the kitchen counter talking about something, you know, drinking their glasses of wine. I walk in, oh, I'm late. I go sit down on the couch and talk to these people. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like That's that. It's just all, all happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to read every single post. In the hashtag general channel, which is the channel that you come to when you first sort of sign in or when you first open the app, um, you know, that's really the bulk of that is is about spinning and about what people are working on and general questions. And and um, I think um, when you start posting spinning questions or um, anything related to spinning and yarn in particular, if you start posting that on any of the other channels, like on random, that's when stuff starts to get missed because there are a lot of people that only look at the general channel. Mm -hmm. And so some of those other channels are kind of um, a little bit, they're not necessarily any quieter, but if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, um, you can go to one of those quieter sort of channels and, and sort of plunk down on the couch, as Rebecca says. Um, or you can sort of take a bit of a backseat and um, just, you know, watch the general channel for a bit and just kind of get a feel for how it kind of, you know, operates and runs which is really positive too 
excuse me. I apologize for sniffling. Nasty Arctic cold that I'm really trying not to spread yeah. around. You've um, been so good about it too. Like it's been, I know, I know on Thursday you were starting to really feel like you were getting sick, but it's been really like touch wood. Yeah. It's, it's, you've really been able to look after yourself and get through yeah, it. It's been good. Yeah. 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 I've, been, I've been well fed. <laughs> that is one thing that we can do here. Taking good care of me. Oh, yeah. So then yesterday we headed up to Katrina's on Saturday and because um, she was um, had a lot of stuff to look after on Friday as a bit of a fallout from, from Fibers West and getting organized and getting um, everything taken down and getting home and um, she organized, I, I hope that some of you were maybe able to uh, attend, we weren't able to, but she had done a Instagram live um, um, event on Saturday morning, which was really cool. Um, that I think she actually really enjoyed doing and had a lot of fun doing. So um, we went over for lunch and got to hang out basically all afternoon, like for several hours. We, hours, yeah. yeah, and she, uh, we had a good visit with her mom and mm-hmm. Eric was there, which was wonderful. Um, I always really enjoy spending time with them because um, they're just obviously really great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And Eric so wanted to find that yarn that I'd sent him. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was really funny. He was not going to let yeah, that go. I had several of us. Should we tell that story? Yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah, a few, a few a while us, ago now. I uh, had a couple years ago, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was two Eric's Christmases ago. My father passed away, and Rachel had asked a few of us, reached out and asked a few of us to maybe send him a little something, a little yarn, since he's a knitter, something to just mm-hmm. let him know he wasn't alone in all this. And um, he actually knit it all up into toques. Yeah. So he really wanted to show me the, how he'd used my yarn that, that I sent him. <laughs> and he kept bringing out toques and being like, is it this one? No, is it this one? No, is it this one? No. And he's like, really bugged him. So yeah. he dug and dug until he found it. And he and yes, he did. He's like, I'm going to cast this on right now. So Had the anyway. yarn been, like, had it just gotten caught up in one of the bins? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure, but I Yeah. So. Well, it was quite funny because the one he kept saying, like, but isn't it this one? No. But are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so cute. Well, that was Becca's, right? Yeah, it was Becca's. Yeah, and then I was yeah. like, wait a minute, let me see that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I, I want to see it in real life. Yeah, I get to see Becca's hands on in person. Yeah, the so quality of great. her yarn. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so mm. talented. Mm. Yes, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I got to you know, I got to see Katrina's colors. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk like, about that for yes, a few minutes? Yes. It was just like, you know, one of the things I had sort of fantasized about was getting to see her solid colors you know every now and again I would just go on her website and and just poke poke through them because one of my dreams is uh, a lot of people think where I live is just really monochromatic and really boring to look at and you know how do you live with it just being white all the time and uh, I I know that people mean people mean well I'm not criticizing them at all I just that's not what I see. That's not what I see when I look outside. When I look, when I go for a drive, I see an amazing multicolored sky. I see, you know, the shadows that snow makes. I see, you know, 15 shades of blue. And I really want to portray that somehow. I, I really want to do some kind of art piece that portrays that. 
and all of Katrina's colors. She just dyes all the colors that I that I would need for that. Um, so there they all were, just sort of sitting on the table in her new vase. So I got to I got to fuss around with them, and so that was that that really meant a lot to me to do that. Yeah. In addition to coming home with a fistful of her braids, which also makes me very happy. Oh. Yeah, and that new base is incredible. Oh, I actually BFL, right? Yeah, I caved and bought some because she had lent me, or not lent me, she gave me um, a little bit to actually play with when she'd first bought it, brought it in, and she had like this, um, it was like a little little ball of it, like 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 yay big, and it was pro- mm-hmm. it was probably about fifty or seventy grams, and I had played and swatched it a little bit, and. Um, it's called Be Fabulicious, and it's 100% BFL in fingering. The yardage on this yarn is unbelievable. So it's 500 yards per 115 grams. So for those, um, so 500 yards or 457 meters per four ounces or 115 grams. So like just an unbelievable amount of yardage. And um, she actually had an oak colorway. So for those who don't know what oak is, it's one of a kind. Um, so O-O-A-K. If you ever see that on Instagram from like Etsy dyers and stuff, there that's that's what that means. Um, and it was sort of this brown, mushroomy brown color. And it's one of my favorite colors. And I just couldn't leave it there um, because I'd really enjoyed working with the yarn. But it's just such an amazing yarn that mm-hmm. she's brought in. And it's so... Uh, it's very gently plied yes and it just like it's asking to be lace yeah we got to see the sample that kelly made yeah kelly designed for her kelly g knits one of our community members to see that um because it's a really beautiful piece i'll link to her design in the Mm -hmm. show notes because it honestly you guys there kelly's design that she did with that yarn for uh katrina is just incredible and um the pattern that she did um would really suit itself to hand spun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. Or even doing like one color hand spun and, and one color commercial yarn, which Absolutely. I'm all about because I stash busting. Yeah, stash busting and not having time to spin all the solid colors. Totally. Um, yeah, because yeah. the shawl is uh, she the sample was in a light light sort of minty green and then a darker green, so you could sub out um, the because the the darker green finished on the border didn't it as well like it's through the body of the shawl but I think it finished at the bottom as well that could be your hand spun and then the the minty green you could uh, sub out for like a you know any kind of commercial yarn mm-hmm. you know a cream or a gray or something yeah yeah beautiful yeah and then you got to sit on the floor <laughs> in the garage in the garage <laughs> and just pour, pour through all the all her beautiful bits of fiber that was probably a highlight. Hey? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I got to get a couple of the new colorways that she made for the class. I mean, I could have bought all of them, but I, I decided, that, you know, I couldn't buy everything. As much <laughs> as I wanted to just take it all. Um, totally. It's Yeah, so I'll, even though I'm not going to get to take Rachel's class, I came home with my own hard copy of the book and, you know, enough colorways that I'll be able to more than replicate I'll be able to do my own sort of study of it yeah so yeah and then my place will hopefully go to someone else if you know yeah if it's rescheduled yeah Lord willing yeah so yeah yeah it's hard to you know in some ways like 
this was the weekend and this was sort of supposed to be what we were all doing and then the idea of it being rescheduled like you know it's um it you know the unknown is always there's always trepidation with that mm-hmm. kind of waiting to hear and waiting to uh, learn sort of how we're going to go forward and I was excited to teach the workshop because it's something that I had developed um alongside Katrina um based on the book um and sort of helping people to navigate the um sampling the uh, sampling process and sort of you know a fun activity in the afternoon toward the end when everybody's getting tired and um I was just looking forward to sort of rolling it out and getting some feedback um because it was going to be the first time that I was teaching it so uh hopefully hopefully we'll be able to do that again like hopefully I'll have the opportunity to teach that workshop um in the future mm-hmm. and all the kids are ready to go mm-hmm. so uh I guess we'll just have to have to see because there's other there's other events that are coming up um that have been cancelled as well so I think everybody's just kind of waiting to hear we just found out this morning that Plyaway's been cancelled which is really too bad so those in the community who are going to be going to that we always have a, at least a few people um, I'm really sorry that that um, that you won't be able to be doing that because I know that's a huge highlight in the spinning community um, Plyway's almost kind of become like the modern day sore <laughs> um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that's the that's the spin-off retreat that you said. Yeah. Yeah, which they brought the back this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether yeah. that runs or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your thoughts, Rebecca, like as we um you know, it's sort of the end of the weekend, getting close to the end of the weekend. Um we're heading out for dinner tonight. Um and uh you know, we've got so Fibers West is behind us, regardless of whether we went or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are your thoughts around like, you know, ideas for like moving forward as a community and how to frame some of this? And yeah, do you have any? What a wonderful question. I I've been thinking about planning for the future. Um, I think as we've been sort of just cruising through this weekend and rolling with things as we've talked to different people. Um, I just really want to focus on the future because in China, they're already opening the Apple stores again. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they're trying to keep it from coming back, but they're, they're moving on. And if you count the weeks from when it started, we, we sat down and counted the weeks. It was about seven weeks. Yeah. You know, seven weeks is going to be a flash in the pan and it, you know, it's going to be a hard seven weeks, but Mm-hmm. You know, it might be less time, might be more, but there will be an after, and we can make plans. Mm-hmm. I, I think what feels really up in the air is feeling like, okay, now we can't plan anything because we know what's going to happen. And sort of once we mourn that loss of of um, the immediate plans we've made, and sort of accept accept that we're not going to do the things that exactly that we wanted to do and we're trying to make the best thing from the present mm-hmm. we, you know we still have to live up in the air in the present a little bit but mm-hmm. we're allowed to look past that and say okay in five months we're going to do this in november my mom's going to come up and visit next year we would dream about doing this and that you know this is what i'd like to spend next year and that's not at all unreasonable um mm-hmm. so there's that and 
and the ob obvious maybe thing is is finding things to be thankful for um you know you might i i struggle a little bit with almost feeling guilty for for the fact that i i'm i'm getting even more of the the one-on-one -on -one <laughs> kind of friend time than i would have gotten um but i think giving thanks in the middle of of uh, when you maybe don't feel like it is that that's the best kind of faith I think um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to not get super religious <laughs> you you are a, a minister yeah I, yeah it's, <laughs> it's okay hard because I don't want to I don't want to be pushing my faith on people but I, I have to be authentic to what I believe yeah um, there's a lot of Bible verses a lot of especially in the Psalms about like the sacrifice that God wants is a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And, you know, the Psalms that David writes about, you know, where he's really miserable. It's like a Psalm about how how he is miserable and lists all these bad things that happened to him. But then he ends with like, but I will praise you. I will give thanks, you know, for the things you've done in the past. Um, and that sort of trust, I think, um, that comes from thankfulness. I think thankfulness helps us to have that trust. Um, it's, does that does that kind yeah. of make sense? Yeah, it's yeah. It's not trite. It's not. No. Thankfulness can it, it can be it can sound shallow if you don't feel you know if you don't feel like giving thanks. Being told to give thanks can kind of, kind of make you mad. I've I've certainly felt that. Like, why do you mean give thanks? Leave me alone. I'm upset. <laughs> you know. Totally. And we're not at all talking about denying how. Um, how hard this is like we don't want to do that for a second like people are scared people are upset mm -hmm. absolutely and that's that's for good reason um, and in the middle of that we want to give thanks we want to sit with that frustration and sit with that sadness and sit with that fear and say yes we're feeling these things and we don't know what's going to happen and look at what we have to be thankful for mm -hmm. um, because we have an awesome like we, we keep coming back to community but you know the community that we have to be thankful for is is just amazing mm -hmm. and and what's been so cool about being here is like you know when you're on the internet it feels <laughs> a little made up it feels a little bit like are we just sort of playing at this you know is, yeah. is this all in my head you know, if I turned this all off tomorrow, would it all just evaporate? But, like, being here, it's like, no, it was all real. It was <laughs> all exactly what I thought it was. Mm. You know, just, you know, meeting you in person and knowing that you're totally the same person that you are in the podcast. <laughs> you know, meeting Katrina and seeing that her colors in person are even more exactly perfect than I thought they were looking at her website. Yeah. You know, and... And, um, yeah, it's just like, yes, it's all real. Yeah. Um, I mean, wow, what a wonderful, yeah, I'm going to, like, get emotional here. If I keep, <laughs> if I keep talking. Yeah. I think, too, there's that, that you know, it, 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 the Internet has brought so many people together around the world. And we're sort of aware of that, and we hear about that, and we talk about that. But I think I think it's the, where, where technology really shines is where we can then come together mm -hmm. you know and I talk about it on the podcast a lot and um, you know I mention it um, sort of as often as I can that you know it's great to have the podcast and it's great to have the live stream it's why I wanted to work toward that over time 
and of course we're there now but really what we what what we need to be working towards is is more of this mm-hmm. more of togetherness and and more of um you know finding ways to to connect and it and it doesn't have to be like every thursday night at 7 p.m in knitting group like you know it can be a little bit bigger where there is travel involved and it's like you know once a year or once every few years um but I think that translating those relationships into real time over time really are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we have a lot of people in our community that, you know, we're all spread out around, not just across North America, but like across the world, we've got language and translation stuff. And um, obviously this is a, you know, a primarily English-speaking community, but but there are people that English is not their first language, and they still jump in, mm-hmm. and I think that's just so so amazing. Um, but the internet sort of allows that, um, because again, it, it do the the technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's been really wonderful, like on platforms like Instagram, because I have been on it a little bit more than I normally would be. The last few days just keeping up with sort of the, the local news around um uh the vendors who are affected by fibers west and the teachers and whatnot and um you know it's been really amazing to to watch the community sort of rally around those people and to reach out and you know to go shopping but in a in a different way you know yeah 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 it's pretty incredible. And good. Yeah, it's been really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to say before we signed off? I don't think so. Yeah. Just thankful to be here. Thankful for how everything's panned out and all the vendors are, vendors especially, but everybody else who's throughout this has been affected or is feeling really disappointed or bummed out or, you know, they're all definitely in my heart. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, as a as an instructor um, at the event, obviously, um, you know, I was really sad not to be able to teach my content and lecture on what I had prepared, and I just hope that, uh, well, I, you know, yeah, just I, you know, I hope that there's opportunities in the future to still share that content with with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. So. My mouth is getting dry and I really appreciate everybody spending some time with us today. If you want to connect with Rebecca, um, she is on the Slack channel and Instagram and Ravelry as Rebby J. And you have a blog yourself that you're very um, active at keeping updated. Do you want to share that just so people can go and find sure, it? Sure, yeah, that's just osbornfiber.com, O-S-B as in boy, O-R-N, fiber, F-I-B-E-R.com. Um, that's my blog and I do have a video podcast that is infrequently updated called A Priest Crafts which is also linked to my blog yeah that's very cool so happy April everybody I hope that you are um, enjoying a little bit of spring wherever you are and until next time happy spinning bye guys